Did you ever think that God's sitting on high looking down on you and dishonoring, disrespecting, not thinking much about you? You know, God said to me when I was just a teenager, He said, I told Joshua to do three things, that if he'd do those three things, that he would prosper and be healthy. At that time, I'd never heard anybody in my church talk about prosperity. I'd never talk about uh, anybody being successful. And God said, if you'll do those same three things, you will be prosperous, you will be successful. And so I immediately went to Joshua 1.8 to see what God told Joshua. And he said, talk like God, think like God, act like God. If you'll do those three things, you will be prosperous and you will have great success. It absolutely changed my life and it'll change your life. God said, don't let anything uh, from this book of the law not depart from your mouth. Don't let anything come out your mouth but the word. In other words, talk like God. Then he said, meditate that day and night. I mean, not once in a while, not twice a day, but he said all the time, meditate the word of God day and night. And thirdly, he said that you may observe to do or to be a doer of the word, to do according to all that's written therein. And then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. That was just before I went into the mission fields permanently as an 18 year old kid. And it changed my life. And I've been all over the world, lived in the jungles, lived in des lived everywhere, watched God do miracles. And he's prospered me and made me successful, kept me healthy, saved me. He'll do the same thing for you. Get in the word today and do those three things. In this powerful best-selling mini-book, God's Opinion of You, Terry Mize explains biblical foundations on how to receive and use the authority God has given you. A mini-book that fits in your pocket, but packs a big punch. You'll learn to see yourself how God sees you. Righteous, blessed, more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at terrymize.com. heaven is watching the earth all the time looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. As always, we are delighted to have you we with are. us. We are thrilled for the opportunity you've given us to talk with you and speak with you, encourage all the good things that God's doing in your life right now, which has got to be a whole bunch for everybody. Sure. <laughs> God's counting on everybody. We can't do without anyone in this day and time. And so we're trying to do everything we can to strengthen uh, any believer that'll that'll let us, that's kind of where we are. We're just sure. going to talk to any warm body that'll listen because we want you to prosper in the things of God, prosper in your health and your body, yes. in your 
family, in your job, in your finances, everything, because there's so much work to do. So many souls have to be won into the kingdom of God. Time is growing short. The world is getting darker, and we have much work to do still. We do, and that was all God's idea. Yeah. <laughs> that we'd be blessed and prosperous and healed and healthy and healthy. Thank God. And, have, and get our job done. Did you hear that? That was God's idea. You know, that's just the simple, basic truth of the Word of God is that this is all God's idea well, for us. You know, the church has only missed that for <laughs> centuries. They come up with their own ideas. I know. It's kind of like one of my grandsons, you know, Colton's 24 now, but when he was about yay big, yeah, he would always come up to me and he'd say, Hey, Papa, I got an idea. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> Just do it the way I want it done. And so that's what people do with God. They come up, hey, I got an idea. No, no, no. Here, no, no. Do, do it like this. Yeah, Just, do exactly do, do like the, this. Do it the way I wrote it. Yeah, don't come up with something different. Don't bother your sweet little brain on anything other than what the Word of God says. And so Terry and I are really, we're doing everything that we can. We want to take everything that God has given him through 55 years of ministry, anything that we can add to your life, and put it in, in audio, video, and print to be able to help you grow very quickly in a world that's getting darker and meaner and more wicked as the days go by. Because it people are going to have to, as the Bible says, the people are going to have to, we're going to have to write the vision plain so people can run with it. And so that's what we're doing. Um, we're going to talk about today uh, the third printing of my book, High Class Christianity. And we're going to talk to you from the scriptures about what God has said about all of this. And we just got through doing uh, six or seven sessions on your new book coming out, Pulling Down Strongholds. And we feel like that's going to be something that has to do with everything because it's like your mind uh, being who you are is your is your thoughts, your emotions, sure. you know, your intellect, your will is all involved in that. And that's what pulling down strongholds from the New Testament right. is talking right. about, right. you know. And so we want to correlate with that what God has said and the foundation of this book on high class Christianity. We're not just talking about a bank account. It's way bigger than that. Um, it has to do with the mind of God, which is what these scriptures are. And I wrote this oh, book absolutely. Uh, several years ago, a long time ago. And, um, and Isaiah 55 is the foundation that I used uh, sure, to write this sure. book on because God says here in Isaiah 55, verses 7, 8, 9, <laughs> verse 11, um, he says, my thoughts are higher yes, than your yes. thoughts and my ways are higher than your yes. ways. In other words, you don't have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> my Hello? thoughts have got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> come you know, up here. Come up think higher. Think like me. Yeah. Just, you know, think it, hear what I have to say, say what I said, and then you'll oh, have what I so have. important. You know? That's I mean, so vitally important. And it's the... Say the, what God said to say. If he says, the Bible says, say something, then say it. It says to do something, do it. That's right. It's like that confession, you know, we said for years at Lakewood with Brother Osteen. Oh, yeah. This is, this my, is Bible. my Bible. I am what it, it says I am. am. I can I do what, what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I mean, that's, that's just a, so simple oh my goodness. and profound. 
it's so simple that people almost devalue yeah. and do yeah. the the simplicity sure. of the message of the of the gospel of Jesus Christ as our Savior, and then God well, is our Creator like in the it's Old been Covenant. Said many times over the decades or centuries that the Bible is so simple we've had to have professional help to misunderstand it. Exactly, <laughs> it's amazing. Renee and I just wanted to pop in and bless you and speak a blessing over you and tell you about a resource that's available to you. I recently did a message uh, at a church that uh, the pastors had asked me to minister on the supernatural, on the miraculous. And uh, Renee and I both felt like that the Holy Spirit just showed up and, and it did it a good job. Uh, we called it, uh, where are you from? You know, Are you from this, this world here? Or are you from the heavenly world? And, and I think you get a hold of it, it'll bless you, it'll minister to you, and uh, you'll learn some things about miracles. Well, it was so profound in that um, we have to realize that we are living in a realm where we're surrounded by the natural, but yet we're called upon, Terry, like you taught, to live out of the supernatural absolutely, realm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you probably hadn't heard anything like this before. I asked some pretty pointed questions that uh, I think will be a blessing to you. Sure will. The details are on the screen on how you can get it. Order the CD with shipping and handling or download instantly at terrymize.com. It's absolutely amazing. When I, you know, years ago, um, and I don't mean this in any derogatory way towards any one group or religion, but, you know, so many religions of the world do not even, even though they're Christian in, in concept, they may not even use the Word of God, Terry. Yeah, sure. Uh, and they tell their people, uh, let the ministry tell you what the Word says, and, and you're off the hook. You don't have sure. to study, read, sure. meditate. You just come and hear what we say, and then you go home and... and well, even, even in the modern day today, Renee, yeah. we've got so many so-called translations, right. so many paraphrases, right. that people don't even quote the same thing anymore. No. And so they, they run madly through the translations, madly through the <laughs> through the paraphrases to finally find a scripture they like. Yeah, right. And then they quote that like it's what God really said. And it's not necessarily what God said at no. all. No. And it's amazing how one vocabulary word can dumb down something so easy that it makes people uh, ignore the faith concept. Sure, sure. You know? It, well, it's totally changed. I mean, you can go get... 25 paraphrases right. and on the same scripture and, and totally change the meaning three or four times depending oh my on goodness. what vocabulary word they use. It's kind of like, like people that run to the concordance all the time. Right. You know, I've always said I have a love-hate relationship with the concordance <laughs> because when you look up a Greek word or a Hebrew word, you go to the concordance to look it up. Yes. And it may have 15 definitions That's or right. 10 definitions That's or even right. five definitions. That's right. And then you being human... You go through the definitions and pick the one you like yes. or the one that suits your sermon. Right. And that may not even be the definition at all. That may not be at all That's what exactly Jesus said or what God right. said or what the prophet said. It's just it's just the one you like. It could mean that. We have a mutual friend from many, many years ago, way back, you know, 70s, uh, by the name of Bob Boos. <laughs> oh, Bob. Wonderful. Great guy. Baptist preacher, got filled with Baptist the Holy Ghost. Preacher personal good friend of Pastor John Osteen that we heard him in the old feed barn. Oh, I heard him back in the 60s. He came to our church in Midland, Texas yeah. uh, when when I was a teenager. I was a youth leader, so I was yeah. 16. And, uh, and he was just so amazing because he was a Baptist pastor right. that would stand in the pulpit and just quote 
yeah. and quote and quote and quote scriptures. He was an amazing, tall, uh, loud guy. Kind of reminds you of a of a tall. Uh, who was the guy that was on radio all those years? That uh, you can't see anybody on radio. You know if they're I, tall or not. Well, you know Harvey was that his name? <laughs> Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, but a Texas kind of guy, and just had that same kind of drawl and same kind mm-hmm. of you know timber in his voice the rest and everything. Of the story. And he would say something that was so profound all the time. He would say, "God, so many people." He said, race madly through the Bible to support their prejudices. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I always sure. felt like that. Bob, Bob Boos actually took my old hitchhiker story. It's probably the first one. Oh, my. My hitchhiker story happened in October of 74. Yeah. You and Dean heard it heard it when I told it at Lakewood the next month in, in, November. in November. And Bob was there and heard it. Bob and yeah. Lillian were there and heard it. Bob and Lillian both in heaven today. Right. Yes, they and, are. Uh, and, and so he wrote it, wrote it then in a book called, called Favor. He talked about the favor of God I had on my life. Right, right. But he told it incorrectly, as most people do when they just hear a story, you know, and then write it without having researched true, it. True. And, uh, I don't doubt that, though. And, and, and to me, it's just like looking in a concordance or looking in a paraphrase right. and changing a vocabulary word. Right. Because he told the story right, correctly, mm. except he has this phrase in there. He says, because the guy pulled a gun on me, stuck it in my ribs, and I said, I rebuked you. And anyway, and he... Uh, but he, Bob tells it in his book on favor. You can go get it and read it. It says, and the gun fell listlessly from the hitchhiker's hand into the seat. And when I read that, I thought, where was I when that happened? <laughs> now, the story comes out the same. I mean, the he same. shot at me five times in the bush, didn't hit me. Right, right. But it's like, it's like what what happened? Where, what? where did that just happen? A, just a phrase yes. can change the whole story. That's true. The gun never fell out of his hand That's listlessly true. or any other way in the seat. You know, I mean, I had to fight hell and pull down strongholds yes. to make that thing happen. Well, you know, here we are, you know, talking about all these things now um, from the 70s to 2023. And we have seen God use verse after verse after verse of Scripture to elevate our thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, to absolutely. elevate us from, from levels of confusion and misinterpretation. But you need to get a true translation. Yes. You can play with the paraphrases, you know, but you need a true translation. You know, it's like the Living Bible. People don't realize, realize this, but the guy that wrote the Living Bible. Right. Can't think of his name right now. I used to know his name. Taylor. Somebody Taylor. He, he was a Baptist guy in Chicago. They loved God. Mm-hmm. And he had a son and a daughter. And so they were having trouble with the these and the thous and all right. the King James right. English. Right. So he just thought as a dad... I'll just write the Bible in plain words, plain English, for my son and daughter. He never dreamed it was going to be a Bible. He never yeah. believed they were going to sell it. He never believed that anybody but his son and daughter would read it. Right. And so he wrote the Living Bible, and it just exploded and sold all over the world. And and he wouldn't even take any money for it. He never took a dime for it. He just said, "No, I won't do that because it's, wow. God, it's God's word." But because he was not filled with the Holy Ghost. And didn't have revelation knowledge on all of that scripture. Like yeah. who else? Who does? You know. No. Then, true. then he does. just wrote it the way that it seemed right to him. Sure. So therefore, there's a lot of it that's just really bad. I mean, you know, right. he didn't mean it bad. He meant it good, but he didn't know the mind of Christ. Didn't know the mind of God. Didn't know the, you know, the right. the, the, the the true meaning of some right. of the scriptures. So he probably had had his grandma and grandpa and. Mother and dad tell him stories, so he right. just wrote it that way. Sure, sure. And that's the way these things can get messed up is because we just, uh, I, I remember one time Fred Price getting so mad about, Fred was my good friend, you know, and he's in heaven today. 
Fred Frass got so mad one time about the living Bible. He said, he said, that Bible came from the fire and it'll go back to the fire. So you just, just take it and throw it in the, <laughs> throw it in the furnace, you know, but you know, that's not the way Mr. Taylor meant it when he wrote it. He, no, he was no. trying to help his son and his daughter. That's right. But, but it's not a translation. Well, and, it's and you like have the, to always know this is not a translation. This is a paraphrase. In other words, yeah. this is kind of like the truth. Right. This is kind of like the Bible. Right. But it's not, you can't go with it as the Bible. Well, and I, I'm thankful for the accuracy that we do have. Oh, yeah. Like in the King James, the Amplified Bible, there well, are several... Well, they've just done the same thing to the Amplified. Yeah. They try, yeah, they sure the, have. The, 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 the original Amplified, which we now call the classic, is great. And it's a translation. Right. But then in the last several years, they rewrote it and call it now the Amplified Bible. But it's not. And they call the real one the Amplified Classic. Right. Because there's some really bad stuff in the new one that's just called the Amplified. It's just got some garbage in it. Y'all take note of this because that's so important to purchase only. And they've gone way up in price if you can find them. The Amplified Classic Bible, which is a direct translation from the Hebrew and the Greek. So it takes a lot more English words. Yeah to yeah, uh, yeah. to uh, clarify a scripture that in the King James is much smaller, but the Amplified Amplified does right. that. It and amplifies friend, the scripture. And, and, and Adonica, yes. uh, Rodney Howard Brown and Adonica have actually got bought the publishing rights yes, they have. for the Amplified Classic, and they're now publishing it, so you yes. can get it from their ministry. And I just think that's one of the greatest gifts we could, they could have given to the body oh, of Christ, tremendous. you know, is to help people it's really understand. to know whether you're reading a paraphrase. Oh, isn't that the truth? Or a translation. And well, we, if I'm going to learn God's thoughts, mm -hmm. and I want to... You don't want to paraphrase. <laughs> you don't want to paraphrase. You don't want to say, well, God kind of said, <laughs> God kind of thought, no, 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 if we're going to beat the devil, you need to hit yeah. him right in the nose yeah. with what God actually exactly. said. Exactly. You, and, and I found out from the Holy Ghost, too, that when you're reading the Word of God and you're praying in tongues along at the same time, it's amazing how if the Holy Ghost will use different languages to have you pray over different things. And it's just astounding to me how valuable the value that heaven will place on a word. Oh, yeah. You know, how heaven oh, yeah. will place on a word. And, and in this particular book, I wrote it for this group of people I was teaching in Corpus Christi outside of my church every Monday night. I had anywhere from, remember, from yeah. two to three hundred people uh, every Monday night uh, for about a year and a half. A businessman there in Corpus Christi who was an, uh, just a, a heathen but attended the Catholic church there. Mm -hmm. And he started laying hands on, he had a real uh, miracle happen with, with his miracle. son. And his son had been critically, almost fatally injured in a ski accident in Colorado. And he was, this, this attorney friend of mine was driving back from Houston and uh, had just bought a hundred and something thousand new Mercedes Benz vehicle mm -hmm. and got word that his son was uh, on, nearly on life support, was about to die. Mm -hmm. And he slammed on the brakes, stopped the car, got out in a ditch on the side of the road and repented and told God, Terry, that if, that if he, if God would heal his son, he'd give the church two million dollars. Mm -hmm. And God healed his son and he did yeah. <laughs> give the money. Yeah. But then he he started having people come to him and ask him for prayer for no, their prayer because he had their, that miracle with for his their son. child or their body. And he asked another friend of mine. He said, "Do you know anybody that could come and teach the Bible?" He said, "I don't know anything about no, the, he Bible. Didn't know the Bible." And he said, "All I do, I can 
pray for people and ask God to help them. But he said, I don't know anything. And she said, do I ever? She'd been a longtime friend. And she said, I'm going to send you my friend. I want to meet. And so she hooked this gentleman up and me up together. And uh, I went out there every Monday night at this large, large, large venue that he owned. And people just flocked out there to hear the word of God. And Terry, it was so such a divine, wonderful season of my oh, life yeah, sure. because the Catholic priests would come out there. They'd had statues of Jesus, Joseph, and Mary behind Jesus, me. Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. <laughs> and Catholic priests, and and they're doing holy water and everything. And I'm laying Incense. hands on I'm laying hands on on rosaries and people. People are coming up for prayer. I bought sacks of Bibles and took them out there. And we ended up having such a wonderful, sweet communion over learning the Bible. Yeah. And and I had people come to me and say, you know, I think I may have one in my back bedroom spare closet, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever read it. Mm -hmm. You know, people, these sure, are no. these are faithful people. Well, Catholics were forbidden to read the Bible for right. centuries. I mean, for centuries. Yeah. And yet back in the mid, uh, late 60s, I guess it was, uh, Pope John Paul, I want to say the second, I could be wrong on that, right. but, but actually made the statement, Catholics can now read the Bible. Right. And Catholics are eligible to receive charismatic blessings. That changed the Catholic that Church. That changed the That started the, what we call the glossolalia yes, or the charismatic yes. renewal. Right. All of a sudden, Catholics started getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, and 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 so did a lot of other denominations. You That's know. right. Just, well, this whole group, this whole group mm -hmm. that came at this, um, I realized I took Brother Hagen's book. I bought hundreds of Brother oh, Hagen's yeah. book in him. In him. And I would teach like three or four pages a night take the all the bibles from the dollar store and give them away mm -hmm. and um when i was on i was on the radio then you know that 50,000 sure, yeah. watch station there in you Corpus were on there Christi. For what, 15 years yeah and um and it went everywhere it was 50,000 watts so it went into mexico louisiana all the way up almost to, to the panhandle and uh, i had more catholics attending my women's meetings. I mm -hmm. had more Catholics attending and we had such wonderful fellowship. And I've been spoken like three different Catholic churches oh, sure. there in Corpus Christi sure. with the Monsignor sitting beside me, talking and laughing, going to dinner afterwards. And, and God just opened doors uh, because of the concept that God Actually, this is his th thoughts right here on these yes, pages. Yes. And that, you, you know, when you were doing that in Corpus Christi, and and I was doing the same thing in Mexico. I, I had such favor and went in so many Catholic churches Hallelujah. and preached in Catholic churches and where other missionaries would get tarred and feathered and run out of town. Right, right. You know, because they were going in pushing idols over and statues <laughs> over and making people mad. Yeah. And uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me uh, when I was 15 years old. And knowing that I was going to be a missionary, knowing I was going to right, Mexico, right. David Wilkerson had just come out with his book, uh, Cross and Switchblade, powerful, famous book. Right, great and, book. Um, and so I was sitting in my ninth grade English literature class, yeah. and I had my English lit book up like this in front of me on the desk, and it was a big book. Yeah. And so the teacher couldn't see what I was doing. And I had Cross and Switchblade sitting here yeah. behind my English lit book, and I'm sitting there reading Cross and Switchblade. And, and I came across a chapter where David Wilkerson talked about his grandfather, uh, who was a, a Assembly of God minister as well, uh, Grandpa Wilkerson. And he said Grandpa Wilkerson had what he called the lamb chop theory. Oh, my. And he said, he said if, you, if you go to a dog 
and he's got an old, dirty, nasty bone in his mouth, right. and you grab it away from him and say, that's dirty, that's nasty, that's not good for you, right. he'll bite you. Right. He said, but if you'll take a lamb chop and drop it in front of that dog, he'll drop the bone and yes. pick up the lamb chop. Yes. And as I was reading that in, in ninth grade English lit class, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he said, that's why my missionaries have been killed around the world. Oh, my. He said, they yes. go in and jerk things away from people and tell no. them it's nasty, it's bad, and well, it's no good. And so they get killed sure. and tarred and feathered and burned at the stake and, and all that. He said, when you get to Mexico, he said, don't do that. He said, take the lamb chop theory. And he said, go to Mexico and start preaching. He said, it's going to be all Catholic. And said, you just start telling them, uh, give them lamb chops. Start right. giving them something better. Start telling them Jesus saves, Jesus heals, yes. Jesus will heal them. They can be filled with the Holy Ghost. If they can, they can have miracles. They can have their prayers That's answered. Right. That God is love. That God doesn't put sickness on them. God doesn't put bad stuff <laughs> That's on good them. That's good news. And so he said, don't go down there and take take something away from them. Go and add something to them. That's right. So here, fifty five, you know, years of ministry, I, I've done that all over the world. Well, and and I don't go in to take something away from them. I go in to add something to them. Well, that's that's the attitude that I don't you get have. Bit. To, that you have to, yeah, that you have to have, and that's that's higher class thinking. That's higher up on the on the totem pole thinking. Uh, when when I was reading this, I uh, when I was sharing these things with those folks there in Corpus Christi, Dean and I were pastoring there, and um, it was just absolutely astounding to me because I sought and searched through the Word of God, how do I start to teach the value of the Word of God? Sure. How do I start to teach value so people, they don't, they won't just view me as a speaker, but we will actually create a hunger exactly. for the Word of God exactly. outside of a, a religious dynamic. Exactly. And so the, the Lord just immediately sent me, I mean, I just had this impression, not an audible voice, but just my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than, and well, I knew where that was. So I went and began to look it up. And I want to read these three scriptures to you here today because they're so foundational to everything that has to do with high class Christianity. The Lord always is inviting us to come up higher, yes. higher faith. We're to go from faith to faith, yeah. from glory to glory, you know, uh, that we're to continue to increase in our Christian life, that it's always ever increasing faith. Sure. You know, sure. and that we're always to take on the mind of Christ in your great book. Uh, you're talking to people about, you know, putting away the old mm -hmm. and take on the new. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in Isaiah 55, this is such a great chapter. I encourage you to go home and read the entirety of it and um, and realize, you know, from whence the Lord is trying to speak to the people of God here. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. Now that right there is a clue to let you know that this could be for veteran Christians. This yes. is for, yes. it says, let him return again. Yes. Let him return to the Lord. Yes. The King James, it says, let him return again mm -hmm. to the Lord. So it means if you've been away, if you've been uh, off somewhere, mm -hmm. if You're you have... If maybe, maybe you've just been a little too big for your britches, you know, uh, you need to return again to the Lord. Maybe you've gotten uh, crossways with your pastor or your family or something along that line, you know, let's return to the Lord. Let's come back to the Lord. And it says here, but he's talking about here, wicked ways and unrighteous thoughts. I can't imagine serving God, the kind of person, I mean, you can look around and see the kind of people that religion produces, you know, that religion produces versus um, 
you know, real Christianity. So I want you to see here, let him return again to the Lord. He, in other words, get rid of unrighteous thoughts, get rid of wicked ways, and um, the Lord will abundantly pardon. He will have mercy abundantly. on him. And then he goes into the um, verse, the next verse here that says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Right. In other words, your thoughts have been real low class. And my thoughts are real high class and your ways have been real low class. Mm -hmm. But my ways, the way I do things are real here. high come class. Yeah. He's always saying come up higher. So we're going to talk to you about this again coming up in another program. But just wanted to share with you these the, the idea that everything about the kingdom of God is higher class living. Everything about the kingdom of God is to take you from a low class, lesser just almost infantile, maybe sometimes unclean, you know, kind of living life, you know, and you need to move up higher. That's right. We're more than conquerors. We are. Tell them. <laughs> and we want you to be that way too. So we'll talk to you next time. And remember, you are more than conquerors. conquerors. <laughs> I read Terry's stories about he ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith.